It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. I am very happy to say I have an awesome guest on. Uh, you may know him from TikTok as Conservative Ant. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. No problem. So how's it down in Florida today? Yeah, so uh, it's beautiful. beautiful day down in Florida today. Um, we've, we've come a long way, that's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because you were uh, – you went through it all last year with the the hurricane, um, Hurricane Ian in Fort Myers and the devastation that was down there. And seeing you on your videos and seeing what you and that community was doing down there, it was amazing. Just just even for what you were going through personally. But uh, so how are things going down in Fort Myers area? So it's been, you know, it's been a long process. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I've never been part of a better community. I've also never been in any type of natural disaster before. So this would be my my first and I guess the worst. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I, I saw a lot of people coming together beyond politics and it was nice to see. It actually made me fall in love with Florida even more. And uh, it's been just over six months now. I will say I've had friends come in town recently and we've taken them to the beach and they were they were stunned because there's live music on the beach again. There's people who have brought food trucks back. There's shopping and all around it is just rebuilding. So it's nice to see everybody just get back to, you know, get back to the grind. Yeah, and I'm glad that everything's starting to turn around down there. Uh, that's a beautiful area down there, and I mean, it, I mean, that's just kind of the thing that you have to deal with when you're living in Florida. But you know, it, it's great to see that there was a lot of people that came together and went down there, and everybody put in their effort to to help everybody out down there, and. For you, uh, doing what you did, just going through the losses that you took, um, it was it, it was inspirational to a lot of people to see someone like you put your own stuff to the side and help everybody else out, and that was just truly amazing to see. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, and a lot of people do say, you know, um, hey, how do you guys do it? Like you have to deal with hurricanes every year, and I'm like, well, that's not how this works. Um, you know, just like anywhere else that we've seen, you know, major destruction in just the last three months, um, it, it, destruction happens everywhere. And as Americans, you know, with no help of the government, really, you just kind of pick up the pieces and you try to move forward. Florida is still a beautiful place to be. It's one, in my opinion, it's one of the most beautiful, um, places in the world. Absolutely. I used to go down there and vacation almost every summer. Uh, up until the pandemic and then you know the pandemic hit then didn't really travel much but i'm hoping at some point in time i'll be able to make another trip down there yeah and i encourage you to definitely come and check us out (laughs) (laughs) well i definitely have to get down there to fort myers because you know i've 
I've always heard about how nice it is, and I love the golf side. I'm not really too much of a fan of the Atlantic side, but uh, I think the beaches are more beautiful there on the the uh, golf side. For sure. So, and, you know, dealing with the whole devastation with the hurricane, Ian, at least you had a governor that would actually stand up and, you know, take it upon itself to get things done down there in DeSantis. What do you think about your governor? I love everything that he's been doing and that he's done for the state of Florida. Um, You know, I know that everyone's kind of looking at him now with the presidential thing that's coming up, but I think Floridians are just focused on what, you know, moving forward here in Florida and what he's done for Floridians. I'll tell you what, there's no other governor, in my opinion, that would have been able to pull through and do the things that Governor DeSantis did in the state of Florida um, when it came to Hurricane Ian. And even before that, I mean, we don't have the amount of businesses um, permanently out of business like the rest of the country, you know, coming from, I came from Chicago. And unfortunately, I, I had a lot of friends and family that lost, you know, lifetime businesses because of uh, lockdowns. And I just don't think that it was right. And I, I think that it was a distraction and a way for people to lose their money and lose their livelihood. And Governor DeSantis didn't let that happen. Yeah. And that was the great thing about what Florida did during all this was DeSantis standing up for the Floridians down there and standing up to Biden and his bullshit. Yeah, I mean, even when Biden came to visit, we didn't want him here. Um, He caused way more uh, frustration for us than help because we already had streets that were closed after Ian. And after, you know, he got pressure to come down to Florida, he came down here, shut our airport down once again, closed our roads once again. And while we're all trying to pick up the pieces... And he did this little press conference, and then he left and nothing got done. While DeSantis was up 24 hours on top of 24 hours, you know, helping Floridians in every part of our, uh, in every part of Southwest Florida. And he's just a poor excuse for a president. I don't care if you voted for him, if you didn't vote for him. I just have never, I never thought in my life I would see anything like this. Yeah, I mean, this is complete devastation of our country. And to see how the government reacted to the hurricane in Florida, I mean, it just proves that they want to take DeSantis and Florida out of business. Right. You know, and seeing the things that DeSantis did, I mean, that was a very promising thing, especially with the bridge. I mean, he had that bridge up in, what, three or four days yeah, you know, taking the revenue from Florida and started putting it back into the state to get things done since FEMA and uh, Biden want to play games. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Look, I was out there and I got into multiple fights with FEMA. I got into multiple <clears throat> fights with Red Cross and they were out there acting like they were doing something. And all they were there to do was photo op it or say that they were there because the one run-in that I had with them, they literally dropped off supplies, food and water in an abandoned parking lot with no houses or nobody around took a picture and then left. And it sat out there and rotted in our parking lot for in our parking lots around Lee County 
for weeks with nobody even knowing that a pile of supplies were there. So you tell me that our government is here to help us. It's not. And when we were there on the street and we were trying to go and help and feed people, uh, Joe Biden, our or whoever was in charge of our military, was telling civilians that if we crossed the bridge, they would shoot us. <laughs> that sounds about right for for Biden and his uh, cronies that he has in this in this country, and how he's weaponized about every department. Him and him and Obama has done really a good job at weaponizing the the FBI, FEMA, DHS. And, you know, I was hearing things uh, in videos from TikTok and Instagram, Twitter, from people saying, you know, they won't even give us any kind of financial help. Uh, They're trying to say that we have to have a home address. Well, our home's been blown away. They won't give us any any assistance. Yep. Well, not only that, but like, so, you know, a lot of people, you know, I was talking to a guy and he didn't have his, his driver's license or his photo ID. Well, he evacuated because his house is on the beach, on the island. And if anybody knows Fort Myers, Fort Myers is an island. And so there's only one bridge, two bridges really to go on and off the island. Um, so when he evacuated and came inland, his wallet, his paperwork, everything that was in his house is completely gone. And when they allowed citizens that lived or residents and businesses to go back onto the beach to check out their properties, they weren't letting them over without an, with not having an ID. And he's like, I don't have my ID because everything I own was in my house. And they're like, well, we can't like this guy sat in an abandoned restaurant for two weeks Because they wouldn't let him go to his house. And that was just one guy. This was happening all over the place. And when we finally got Governor DeSantis to hear this, that's when he's like, yo, you need to start letting people back onto the beach. You need because, you know, he can only do so much. So when they're getting the whoever's in charge of our military that's government like that's that's federal government that's not DeSantis, right you know yeah it's it's unfortunate that you know people don't understand we don't need a centralized government we don't need a centralized federal government the states just need to be self-governing you know we need to have our governors take care of things and get rid of the, the federal government and, and all, you know, it needs to be limited like it was supposed to in the original documents. But this just goes to prove, you know, if you're living in a red state and you have somebody like Biden in charge, they are going to do everything to self-destruct that state because they won't comply with the BS that's going on in the country. Right. Honestly, I don't think that I would feel safe in any other part of the country besides the state of Florida. Uh, I completely agree with you. I mean, I live in Kentucky. We have Bashir, but Bashir is under control because our state is all conservative except for him. He Mm -hmm. only won the governorship because the previous governor was tied up in a scandal and they ended up putting Bashir in. So... Now Bashir's going to be on his way out because we have a, you know, our special election coming up and Daniel Cameron, the Kentucky uh, attorney general, 
is running for governor and I'm pulling for him to win. Um, he's very good at what he does and he's kept pretty much Bashir in check. So, you know, being here in Kentucky, I'm, I'm okay with it with, with Bashir because they have control over what he, he can and can't do and anything that he tries to put through that's on that leftist agenda, they knock it down immediately. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't like about what's going on here in Kentucky is M- Mitch McConnell. We need to get rid of him. Yeah. And once we get rid of him, I think that will help, you know, speed the process up of making everything great in Kentucky again. Yeah. Um, I agree. And um, I just, you know, I, I, I see this happen all over the country where, you know, they're, they're talking about DeSantis too, like where they, they're able to be bought out. And that's what scares me about these governors is like, initially their intent is good, I think. And then I don't know where they get lost. I think that they know that they can pay them with money and money talks and bullshit walks, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the future of Florida looks like if we don't have DeSantis, because I know that he wants to run for president. Um, I don't know much about about your governor, but uh, I think that he should just run the state of Florida for right now. I'm, I'm, I'm team Don. Um, I think that Donald Trump has probably gotten more backing after his indictment, I feel like, um, because if they can do that to Donald Trump, they can do that to any one of us. If you don't agree with them politically, they can just take you to court for something that they've done. Um, I mean, Bill Clinton literally paid $150,000 to pay off his accusers. He did the same exact thing and he stayed in office. Yeah. Um, and we so, still haven't. We still haven't got anything on the Hunter Biden laptop. We haven't gotten anything on the Epstein Island list. Uh, But they're going to go after Trump after something that's already been resolved anyways. Yeah. And you're I mean, this is what they do in third world countries. You know, they, they fear their opponents. So they're going to arrest them or you might see them get, you know, unalived or something to that degree and that's that's where the the thin line is right now is they're going to start arresting their political opponents the people in this country need to make a really quick stand i don't think that the people in this country uh, and no offense to any of our great men and women in the united states but i I think we're far past the we the people are going to stand up I mean, where's so what's the so what's the straw that breaks the camel's back for Americans? Because if it wasn't the mask mandates, if it wasn't the COVID mandates, and if it if it's not your kids, and here's the thing, and I'm real quick, I'm just going to touch on the kids thing because oh, I got I, it. I, I got it planned in here, so we're going to okay. talk about that. Okay, but th- this will go along with it too because it's like if it's not the kids, if it's not the pandemic, if it's not that, if it's not this. And you're, and we're still all like, well, what can we do? Then nothing's ever going to, nobody's ever going to get up and and nothing's ever going to get done. And the only thing I was going to say about the kids thing is, look, I'm a huge, huge um, supporter, as you know, in protecting the children. I'm part of gays against groomers and I do all that. 
But a lot of us are getting tired. Um, and I mean us just speaking about the gay community, like the gays against groomers that are trying to protect your children. Most of us don't have children and we're doing more than the people who have children. So we can't fight your battles for you all the time, honey. So if you really feel this passionately about your kids, then you need to go and take care of your kids because we're getting backlash was like, you, you shouldn't be here. You don't have kids. Okay. Well then you go do it. Absolutely. 100%. You know, and that's, I think that's where we're, we're at in all of this right now is our children are constantly being attacked on all sides, uh, in the classroom, uh, in their own rooms, you know, you got all these different uh, cartoons and movies and music, all kinds of influence that are just putting all this stuff on our kids. And parents really need to stand up. And mm-hmm. I've been one to stand up. I've been one to speak out um, against things that have been going on around here in my community. And I will still continue to speak out, even though my kids are older now, Uh we got to do something to stop it because the indoctrination that they are pushing on these kids, uh, school is not school anymore. It's just an indoctrination center. And if you're really pissed off about what they're doing in these schools and they don't listen to you at the school boards, as I continue to suggest defund these schools by homeschool. That's what I was going to say. So that's where I'm at now. Like, the school board thing, it was like, great. It's like, okay, school board, school board, school boards. We were pushing people to go to school boards. We were pushing people to make, you know, get on the board. Um, but clearly that's not going to happen because, you know, if you're you're a domestic terrorist, if you're a parent, so bet. So, okay, so I'm a, a dom- domestic terrorist if I go to a school board. Well, there is no going to be no school board because I'm going to homeschool my kids. So that's what needs to happen. And, you know, I don't want to hear an excuse from parents either because Americans do a lot of, um, excuses and Americans do a lot. Look, I, I say Americans because of course I'm American, but I'm first generation American. My family comes from Italy. They came here for a better life. And, uh, when you go to other countries, you know, they really do stand up for their beliefs because if they don't like something, I mean, you look at what's going on in France, I mean, those people are burning down their, their government. They're not burning down businesses like BLM does here. They're burning down their government business, like their government because they're mad at the government. That's where it should, that's that's where your, your pissed off should go to. But you know, Americans do a lot of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and they don't do enough action. Pull your kids out of schools. I wanna see schools starting to shut down because they don't have enough to fund them. And you, where there's a will, there's a way. You will figure out how to teach your kids you will figure it out because when we were locked down for COVID and there was no school, guess what? You figured it out. And it's much easier when you hear from these homeschool parents how easy it is for them to homeschool because you don't have to do a traditional Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock a.m. to 2 o'clock. You can teach your kids on a Saturday at breakfast. You can teach your kids on Sunday at lunch. You can teach your kids on a Monday at dinner. You could teach them any day of the week as long as they get their curriculum in and they learn actual um history and math or you know all of the stuff that we need to learn then you're getting your job done absolutely and that's why i try to tell people and i've i've heard some videos here recently talking about it is that's what sunday school was for right you know you would go to school on sunday and you would learn how to do 
season right and then the rest of the week you were you know helping out on the farm or doing whatever helping out in your parents stores back in the old day uh and people who want to continue to say well i don't have someone to watch my kids like you said during covid and the lockdowns you, you found a uh, found a way and i really suggest that people do some networking with other patriot type people and you can learn to work a, around with other families to teach each other's kids well yeah and i mean there's there's plenty of different groups in your neighborhood, in your city, in your town, where parents are are already doing this and they have study groups or they have teaching groups or homeschooling groups where a group of parents, one of them who might not work, will bring their kids together in one environment and one of the parents will homeschool and then the next time the other parent will homeschool and they work together as a community. I'm telling you where there's a will, there's a way. And if it isn't available in your town, start it, do it. Go on Facebook groups, go on mom groups and say, hey, I'm homeschooling my kids. Is there any other parents that would like to team up with me and we can have our own group parenting um, homeschool lesson? And I bet you you'll even if you have five, five is enough. Yep, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Just people want other people to go and do it for them. And you got to get out there and you got to do it yourself. You know, you need to get out into your community, your local communities, and start doing stuff like this. People need to already have things in place because this economy and the way things are going around the world right now, the U.S. is just falling into a third world status country. And when that happens, it's it's all going to be devastation from there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, and talking about that, we have... Uh, like bricks and the end of the dollar coming up. Uh, there's, I've, I continue to see people out there saying, Oh, well, our economy is strong. What, what fucking clown world are you living in? <laughs> when you go to the, when you go to the grocery store and you're paying about 14, $15 for just like a four, uh, pack of chicken breast and you're paying four or $5 for milk. How is that a booming economy? It's not. Well, look, I just went to, I literally just went to the grocery store right now. Okay. I came back. I went, I, I was in the 10 and under line, which means I didn't have more than 10 items in my cart. I had a bag of dog food, American cheese slices, turkey, tur deli meat, turkey, a pound of turkey and a pound of uh, ham or roast beef or something like that. And then, I don't know, maybe, maybe a thing of croissant, Pillsbury croissant things. Cause I'm making something today, but $67. Yeah. What did I buy? And, and that's that uh, people don't understand. It's only going to get worse. And they even announced today that inflation was going to go up another 4.7% over the next nine months. Huh. What, I mean, what do you think you're going to be paying then? You're going to go to the store and only buy three or four items. You're going to be over a hundred bucks. Right. And this guy has another year and a half to ruin things even more. Yes. And it's people just really, if you're not prepared, you better be prepared. You better start catching up with the rest of the people who are stockpiling food and water and everything else for essential daily life. Because if you're not uh, here in the next couple of months, when they start up the Fed Now Act, and it mm -hmm. goes in full-blown mode, and they bring in the central banking digital currency system, 
you're either going to be on it or you're not going to survive. Right. And, you know, that's why I tell a lot of people. So we have, we personally have family members after, because um, we're, we're both, my partner and I from Illinois. And after this last election that they just elected this new mayor, who's worse than Lori Lightfoot. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that Florida or the South is safe from this government implementation and inflation, but Florida or anywhere in really the South has um, a step up when it comes to like agriculture and making sure that you can grow your own food or find your own food year round. Whereas in climates where it's cold and it freezes over and you have winters for months and months, I mean, it seems now winter is about seven months. Um, what are you going to do when there's no food in the grocery store? At least in Florida, I'm sitting here and I'm staring at my mango tree and I'm staring at my avocado tree and I have tons of coconuts in my tree right now. So if worse came to worse, I can probably live off of coconut milk, avocados and mangoes for a long time. Well, if not, then you could at least have the the ability to barter and trade with somebody and trade a commodity for another commodity. And, you you know, that's that's the way things need to be set up with the way, everything that's going on right now. That's why I say everybody needs to get out, get in touch with your local farmers, work out some kind of bartering system with them. Make sure you're growing your own garden and have commodity food for trade. And 100%. then have your have your food for, you know, for yourself. But uh, if you're not doing this already, then you're behind the curve. And as they've said, we're only a couple months away from potential, you know, collapse of our economy. Um, yeah, so, but I agree. I agree with you because, you know, that's what I think about. And I'm not I'm trying to be like a conspiracy theorist, although I've gotten down some <coughs> pretty great rabbit holes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, I at least know that I live in a state where I can grow things year round and I can barter with people. And, you know, my neighbor has chickens. Like we, we can make it work 365 days a year. What's going to happen to the people up North? Yeah. I mean, if you live in a big city, you better consider getting out of those big cities because those are going to be the first ones to go down. That's, that's where all the chaos is going to ensue. Mm -hmm. because when the stores are out of food, they're just going to start robbing each other. And, you know, that's where all the devastation is going to come from is all the major cities. Yeah, 100%. It's super scary. Yeah. And, and the thing about the the big cities, and I don't know, I mean, it's... To me, me and Lambo, and there's a lot of us have been doing a lot of investigation on what's going on at our southern border. And we all are on the same thought belief that that open border is bringing in sleeper cells and they're going to be in these bigger cities because, you know, they give them a credit card. They give them a bus trip or a plane ride up to a big city and then they get boarded up in a hotel. And a lot of these are military age males. And you think about all that that's going on, that this would be their perfect opportunity to take down America from within. And that's how these sleeper cells in these bigger cities are going to participate mm -hmm. in taking down the bigger cities. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that's, you know, like I said uh, to you on the phone before we started i have jess and amy from we want the names coming on and they're doing a protest down at the border and 
that's the thing with this administration. That's what they want. They want an open border for that very reason. You know, you have the fentanyl crisis coming in. That's crushing all of our smaller and bigger communities. You have the human and sex trafficking coming in and out of the border. Then you have all these unknown males that are coming up from Central and South America into our country to basically infiltrate us at some point when our economy goes down. Right. And we need to start really building these communities to barter trade and protect each other and our properties and protect our towns for that kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, with, with Florida going through what it did with Hurricane Ian, and I've said it before that I thought it was suspicious of the timing of that hurricane. Because it was right around, you know, the uh, midterms and everything. Uh, I thought that was another way that they could disgrace DeSantis, which DeSantis ended up just, you know, blowing out of that thing. And it (laughs) just made him even better because, you know, everything he stands for, they can't stand. Yeah. And you see he's he's signed on to where it's a constitutional carry state. Yep. And now he's also saying he will not participate in the central banking digital currency system. Yep. So with that being said, you, I don't know if you've seen where Texas has talked about doing their own central banking digital currency system that's backed by gold and it's their own state monetary system. Do you think DeSantis would be doing that for Florida? So I haven't heard about the Texas one. Um, is that like basically Texas would have its own currency? Yes. I, look, I I mean, the U.S. dollar is worth shit right now anyways. So uh, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Uh, see, this is another reason why, you know, people have to remember, you know, Governor DeSantis, by him, by him doing the things that he's done, and, and just to go back to, you know, the, the voting and, and with Ian, I remember, you know, that was two weeks after Hurricane Ian had hit that we had, we all had to go out as Floridians and vote. Mind you, millions of people were displaced. Millions of people didn't have homes. Tons of people had, I had, I know me, for instance, I had no power for two or no water for two weeks. So when I showed up and they were able to make sure that we had temporary polling places up and running at the time of voting. So where we normally would vote at, either they got destroyed in the hurricane or whatever, they were out of electricity. So they had temporary, you know, polling stations. When I tell you that when we pulled up, we were stunned, we were stunned because the line for voting was two and a half hours long all day from the time it opened until the time they closed. And just hearing people have the conversations in line as we were walking. And these were not Trump supporters only. These were all Floridians. So you're talking about Biden voters, Trump voters, those in the middle. There were people without Trump shirts on or just, you know, and we were walking and listening to people in line. They're like, I am not a Republican, but I'm definitely voting for DeSantis. Like people are like, can you imagine if Charlie Crist was in charge of that hurricane? 
we would still till this day being su- be, we would be suffering right now six oh, and a half months sure. later and that alone made people go out and vote and we had our voting in on time and a landslide victory come on we're doing something right like people need to they need to take notes um, with that being said, I don't think it's a bad idea for us to be on our own currency. I think what people need to really worry about is why are we even having this discussion? Like, aren't we going to be holding Joe Biden accountable? Like, this can't happen. Like, this digital currency cannot happen. And if it does happen, shame on Americans because it's another thing that wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back for them. Uh, I mean, as Trump said, uh, what, two days ago, that this would be the biggest devastation to America in over 100, 200 years. I agree. I mean, if they get the central banking digital currency system, people do not realize they will have total control on what you can buy, what you can't buy, what you view. Uh, that I mean, everything that that you have the freedoms to do will no longer be your freedoms. It will be under their control period. Well, and not only that, yeah, I mean, that's a huge part, but they, they will literally be, you'll wake up one day. And if you don't agree with something that they have implemented, then you're out, you're done. You can't access your money anymore. Correct. Nothing. But I was going to say, that's really, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think part of the central banking digital currency system and the Fed Now Act is going to tie into these 15-minute cities that they want to push. I yep. mean, you already have Cleveland that's signed up for it. Pittsburgh supposedly is on the list of cities. There's 25 cities that are signing up to become 15-minute cities. And it's awfully funny how it's all around where all these train derailments have been happening, all these chemical spills, all these burning down of uh, processing plants. It's in the general areas of where these 15-minute city uh, people are are wanting to have those 15-minute cities. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the 15-minute cities, I highly suggest you do a lot of research into it. It's not conspiracy everybody at one point was saying it was conspiracy but now i mean china's going on their fourth year of the experiment you have oxfordshire england that's in the middle of their experiment and now you got three cities in canada that are going through it and they're wanting to do it here in the u.s so it is coming and it needs to be stopped yeah 100 percent agreed and, and a lot of people here in the U.S. are like, uh, you know, they they haven't even built the cities. No, the cities are built. Uh-huh. Just the way the building codes and regulations have been changed over time has changed it to where they can still get away with doing the 15-minute city because they have everything in convenience where, like, if you live on the east side of town, just look around your doorstep. 15 minutes outside that doorstep is that 15-minute city. Yeah. So look, I think that it's happening. I think it's happening and it's already happened in the state of Florida. Um, I know that this is like, what? Um, But I have been seeing developments. So things have been going up super quick here because, you know, there was a point in time where we had almost um, about a thousand people moving to Florida a day. 
and um, it has slowed just a tad, but it's still, you know, it's, it's an influx of people coming down here, and we need tons of housing. So right down the street from my house, there's a new development that's going up, and it should be done by, I think they said winter of 24, so right after the holidays. And you do not have to leave this complex. So it is... Um, I don't know. I think they said 64,000 square feet, but it's all resort style living, stores, grocery stores, shops, businesses, everything in that, whatever it is, four square blocks, five square blocks. So you won't have to leave at all, at all, because yep. you're going to have the office spaces already in the building, which the outside people are, you know, they're not blocking us from going there, but if you live in this compound, you're not going to have to leave. And I mean, I, I, I'm, I was guilty of it because in, in the last place I lived, I lived in a resort style community and I don't think I ever left. I called it the compound. I don't think I ever left the compound. The only thing I didn't have was the grocery store and it was literally across the street. So like, that's the plan for the United States. It's, 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 they, they want you to they want to contain everybody in a certain area so that you don't use your cars you don't you know you don't leave that and what's scary about that is it's easier to lock down certain parts than it is to contain somebody in an entire town so if yeah. they wanted to they can come in one day and be like you know, whatever, Anthony Complex is quarantined. You guys can't leave. Correct. Yeah, and, you know, and it's come out, you know, J.P. Morgan CEO, Jamie DeMond, he was asking the U.S. government to you, uh, utilize eminent domain and seize people, people's property. That, that all goes along with this stuff. I mean, they want to make it to where the the ground, the water, the air in certain areas are so toxic that, you know, it's deemed unlivable. So they'll just eminent no main it, send you off to this nice new uh, 15 minute city area. And then that's it. You're locked down. Yep. 100%. It's crazy. It's something that's happening right under our noses, just like with the housing market. You know, I can't, you know, I, I hate when people that from up north are like, oh, my God, it's so expensive to live in Florida. It's expensive to live ever, anywhere, sweetie, all over the United States. Don't let it don't let don't let it be a sheet over your eyes. It, it, you think that it's expensive in Florida. It's just as expensive to live in Florida as it is to live anywhere else. <laughs> are the taxes higher in Democrat cities? Yes, 100 percent. That's why people opt to live in red states, because. For instance, the state of Florida, there's no state income tax, so money doesn't come out of your paycheck and go to the state of Florida because tourism is where our tax money is. Um, you know, whereas in Illinois, 30% of my money, my paycheck, went right to the state of Illinois. And guess what? At the end of the year, as an Illinoisan, I still owed Illinois two, three, four, a thousand dollars every year. How? I have no idea. They were already taking 30% out of my paycheck. So how is that even possible? Uh, property taxes in Illinois, you're looking at anywhere from five, six to, in some cases, $20,000 a year for your property taxes, depending on space, lot, and in town that you're in. In Florida, the max is probably 1.5K for property taxes. So 
No, it's not expensive. Is the price of living or is the housing a little bit higher? Yes, because of demand. But what people are not realizing is that companies like Black, I think it's BlackRock, they're coming in and buying up full ass subdivisions all over the United States or they're breaking ground in full ass neighborhoods all over the United States, building houses and renting them out. And they are now able to have rent control, which, which means you are, you have no choice because interest rates are so high and the average American new brand new husband and wife with kids can't afford a four, five, six, $700,000 house. So they opt to rent. Well, guess what? You have no choice. Now you have to rent, but the rent price is 2,500. The rent price is 3,000. The rent price is 3,500. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Can't do anything. You got to rent. So they have you by the balls, no matter what you do. Absolutely. And the numbers came out this week too. I think it was came out, uh, no, came out last week, last Tuesday. Uh, when Biden took office to, till now, that the uh, inflation had went up $12,000 per person. So in order to live a comfortable life and have your daily essentials living in the U.S., you had to make $87,400 a year per person. Right. So, and I think as in California, you had to make $155,000 a year just to live a comfortable life. Right. So, I mean, that's, that should just be an eye opener to everybody that the more this continues to go on, the worse off everyone is going to be. Now, when I'm trying to wake people up that I'm talking to and they don't really have a clue, I just tell them, hey, just think of it this way. The person who was the family who was able to afford three meals a day can now only afford two. Right. The ones who can only make have afford two can only afford one. So what do you think the people who could only afford one are going to do? That's why everybody needs to be on their on their toes and stay frosty when they're out in the parking lot at the grocery stores because people are going to start robbing you in the parking lots. Yes, I agree. And, you know, you live in these Democrat-run states. They don't even want to press charges on anybody. They want to let them, let them get away with cr- uh, crime 24-7. Right. Forget, which which uh, DA, and I think it was in St. Louis maybe, that – uh, they didn't want to charge anybody with uh, with murder. Yeah, um, actually, um, so there's no so Illinois has that as well. Yeah, the the no cash bond thing they're trying to do. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, when you got Democratic states that are doing that, I mean, it. I mean, what do you expect? You're going to have a purge. People are yeah. going to start killing each other and getting away with it. Right. And then it makes you think about it. It's like, okay, well, these places have some of the strictest gun laws, right? People want to talk about gun laws. They have the strictest gun laws in the country. You know, Illinois does. They definitely do background checks. I know they do because I used to live there. Um, Strictest gun laws in the country, highest crime rate. You look at places like Florida. Do we have crime? Of course we have crime. It's earth. Absolutely. Do we have the amount of crime that they do in these in these cities? No, you do not see the the gun violence here in the state of Florida or even the state of Texas like you're seeing in these cities. Why is that? Because criminals are not getting prosecuted in these cities. 
like they would if they did something like that in the state of Florida. Because all of our sheriffs in Florida, you fuck around and find out. They're not playing any games here either. Yeah, I mean, when you, Florida's got the stand your ground law, so I mean, oh, right. I mean, that's why people need to live in these states that have stand your ground or the uh, uh, castle doctrine. Yes, that way you're protected. Yeah, you're probably going to have to go to court over it because you know that's the way things are going right now. If you protect your property, you're you're considered a racist or. Uh, you know, your white supremacist or whatever they want to say that you are kind of like the uh, couple that was over in St. Louis that was defending themselves against BLM coming on their property. And they, you know, pulled uh-huh. out their AR-15 and their handgun and, you know, they're, they end up losing their ability to, to carry and then they end up having that reversed. But that's why it's important that you live in a state where you have stand your ground because, when things like that happen, you're able to protect yourself. Right. But, uh, another thing I want to hit on as we were talking about the, uh, the gun situation in the country is the, uh, Nashville shooting situation. Yep. What were your thoughts about how that turned out? Well, so anytime one of these shootings happen, uh, you know, I, I hate to jump on the video bandwagon and start making videos until I really know what happened. And cause I know there was a shooting just now in, in Kentucky too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm waiting because I want to see exactly what, who it is and what happened. Look, I have been in the gay community. I'm 38 years old. So I don't know, 20 years back when I was 18 is when I really got involved in the community and I, you know, came out and did all my things. I have been speaking out about um, mental health within the community before social media. I had many friends that were trans or transitioning um, because this existed 20 years ago as it does today. And post and pre-op for any trans person, there is definitely some mental health, um, you know, precautions that need to be had it's 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 if it is what it is it's fact i know it's hard to hear but if you want to chop off your genitals or transition to another sex you have mental health concerns okay that's fine but it needs to be taken care of the person who did what they did had serious mental health issues and there were signs of it before she shot up to school Nobody wanted to talk about it because everyone's so concerned about how they're going to make her feel and her pronouns and all this other bullshit. Well, guess what? You have problems and we are facilitating problematic, insane people right now as the good guy when really we need to reopen mental institutions and start locking people up again. Correct. And that's the thing. They want to continue to point towards the tool instead of the person behind that tool. Correct. Now, I just seen, uh, it just came out, we were talking about the Louisville shooting. It was at a bank, and they just announced that it was a 23-year-old Colin Sturgeon who was an employee at the bank. And he had pronouns. He did? Yes, he had pronouns. All right, so... There again, you know, this is why we need to have a focus on mental illness. Now we're 21. 
field. And 10 of them were mainly in addictions and behavioral health. So I've seen a lot of the mentally ill that have come through that have those pronouns. And a lot of them talking to them, they admit, you know, they that they were pressured into doing it or they thought it was trendy. Uh, uh-huh. And a lot of it was due to... Uh, child sex abuse and they advocated that this was a mental illness this wasn't something that you know they were born with or whatever yep and it just goes to show we need to have the focus on mental illness and quit blaming the guns because if somebody really wants to kill somebody they're going to do it by any means necessary that's why you've seen People are using hatchets and knives and forks and whatever else they can get their hands on rocks. Right. They're going to do it regardless. That's why this country needs to have the <clears throat> mental health and they do not. Right. I mean, we, we, we have a mentally ill potato in charge of this country. That should be, you know, enough to be said about it because you, you've given him the ability to press a red button that could kill everybody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that 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 mentally ill potato i don't know if you've seen it now is uh we had this whole talk about let's get rid of tiktok now he's wanting to use tiktok influencers to tout his uh his presidential record right what yeah. the fuck i thought tiktok was bad now you want to use tiktok right well i hear i mean I, one thing that I will say is something that the Biden administration has. Here's what frustrates me about Republicans. Republicans have a bad job at marketing to Gen Z and millennials. Really bad job. Um, I say this time and time again. You know, if you watch any of these news organizations that are right leaning, nobody gives a fuck about my pillow. Nobody gives a fuck about fr- fruitful yield. Nobody gives a fuck about any of the vitamins that you're selling. It's that's all old people. We already know how old people are going to vote. They're going to vote Republican or Democrat. They're going to, they haven't changed. They will on time and time again. It's the Gen Z and it's the millennials that you want to change their mind. They are not the newspaper generation. They are the social media generation. They care about influence. That's how they buy shoes. That's how they buy clothes. That's why they have pronouns. We need, as Republicans or conservatives, to do what they are doing because it's working, bro. It's working. You need to get you. You want to play that game? Then why don't? And I'm not speaking for me. I'm saying in general, call up some conservative content creators and have them start doing the same thing. Absolutely. And, and, and have them change the mind of Gen Z and millennials. Grab some cool people. Nobody gives a fuck about Mike Lindell. No. Okay? He's boring. That's old, uh, that's old money. That's the old establishment money for the Republicans. That's but, and going. it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. You need you need a younger generation like Matt Gates and Byron Donalds and uh, Lauren Boebert. Those kind of people you need to utilize social media to their advantage and i think that's what you know when you see like prager you and you see candace. candace owens and you like i'm you know i'm a turning point ambassador like you see charlie kirk and turning point that's great i love that 
Like we are, we are concerned, but, but why, why, why won't, why won't Trump bring a bunch of social media influencers to maybe Mar-a-Lago? Right. Or at least take them up to Trump Tower in New York. I mean, you, right. can, do, you can do so much with that. And, you know, that is a missed opportunity. And I think the originator who did that was somebody that could have really been a good president. And that was Ron Paul. He yeah. utilized he utilized the hell out of social media. That's how he drew all of his money for fundraising. Yeah, I yeah I agree. And so in that aspect, um, yes, is Joe Biden really? I mean, you want to ban TikTok now? You want to bring in influencers? <laughs> like, what do you want to do, bro? Do you know what's going on right now? Um, banning of TikTok is much bigger than uh, anybody thinks it is, though. Correct. So, you know, and that can definitely that's that's another show. But, yeah, I think that uh, the Republicans and conservatives need to do a better job at um, highlighting some younger voices. I think it's happening because um, I'm, I'm starting to notice that Fox News is bringing one, you know, uh, Xavier. He's one of my good friends. Um, he's on there every night as a Fox News contributor. Now he's a PragerU um, content creator. Um, so I'm starting to see them pop up more and more. I think it's a great idea, but we need to do it more aggressively. And the, and the, the thing that the Democrat party does really well is they, they pay content creators. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you can definitely make a lot of money to push their propaganda. For sure. And, you know, talking about all this stuff and, uh, what's been going on with like the Nashville shooter and all that, uh, Behind that, we end up having Dylan Mulvaney. Oh. Give me, give me your take on this whole thing with uh, little Dylan. It's so much bigger than. Oh God, where do you even look? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> God, I, um, I, I want to know where the women, um, the pink pussy hat women are because. <laughs> They were really, really, uh, you know, the big pushers on like women and stuff. And like now men have come in and taken all their things. I mean, when you have a guy on national TV that's talking about how he is a Tampax (laughs) spokesperson and he, I I mean, bro. (laughs) I say it all the time. We live in the fucking upside down. We do. What is wrong with this society that we've allowed to where uh, men can get pregnant, men can uh, have periods, but then you try to get them to name one man that's ever been pregnant, and then they, you know, they want to backtrack and use their little talking points. Dude, there's literally there's there's these trans men on TikTok and Instagram laying in bed saying that they have cramps, cramps. <laughs> I'm 46 years old and I've never had a fucking cramp other than it was in my Charlie horse. <laughs> well, I always say, well, look, I go, I always commented on it. And I'm like, bro, you got to take a shit. That's what it is. <laughs> and I think it's funny too. I mean, this whole thing of Bud Light, they just, they went, they went woke and then they turn around, they went broke pretty quick and they, I guess they're trying to squash that now, but you know, I find it funny that everybody's saying, well, I'm switching to Coors, Coors beer. And I'm like, do your research. They've been doing uh, LGBTQT 
charity donations every year. So <laughs> you're still yeah. supporting it. Yeah, and all these look, all these companies do that. They all donate to the LGBT um, prop, you know, huge propaganda campaigns through the month of June. Uh, personally, I know that, and I, I, I don't want to conflate the two. I don't want people to think, look, it's fine. You can, you can, you can support the LGBT community. There's nothing wrong with that. We celebrate everything. We celebrate women. We celebrate, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day. We celebrate all of these different things. I get Black History Month. Um, that's fine. But know your audience. You're, you know, a trans man is not the, shouldn't be the face of Bud Light. Know your drinker. Know your viewers. Um, it's just crazy to me that we're even making, um, you know, manufactured women, the spokesperson for, you know, women's makeup and beer and Tampax. And what, why don't you, what, you would have done a way better job if you got a, a real woman to do that same commercial. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was, that's what people's issue is. Nobody has a problem with the LGBT community. They have a problem with the propaganda that comes out of it. They have a problem of being, of it being pushed down their throats constantly. Um, and, and it's, it's like, uh, you know, enough is enough. Like, that's it. Like we're, we're, we're good. Yeah. And I always watch, uh, Adam Calhoun's lives and especially the ones <laughs> here lately. And I've just been dying laughing because he's, he's always out there trying to find that, that person in that community to come on and give a, like a realistic reason for what's going on. And it's just hilarious to watch him. He loses his mind on it. And it's funny. One of my very good friends. Yep. Adam is one of my very good friends. He had me on one of his lives one night. Um, he actually texted me. He's like, please jump on my live. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I hate going live with people. I'm like, all right, fine. So I went on and he's like, and I'm like, what? And it was something with the LGBT community. I'm sure. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, supposedly you're supposed to buy tampons. You're supposed to get a dress and be pregnant and all that shit. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I... crazy. I mean, there was a guy on TikTok that was holding a tampon in the car. And he's like, oh, my God, where am I supposed to put this? Not in you. <laughs> <laughs> you can unless try you and got, put it up that little bitty hole. But I mean, <laughs> unless you got the runs and you're trying to plug up your booty hole, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just unreal. And then uh, today they came out and they were talking about the Dalai Lama. Have you seen that whole? No. <laughs> so the Dalai Lama had uh, a child in front of him and told him to suck his tongue. What? Yeah. So he just exposed himself for being a creep. Now they're trying to backtrack on it. And he's saying that, oh, well, I was trying to tell him to bite it. But still, you don't have a small child uh, suck sucking it, bite or biting it, and he, Right. It's the same thing, bro. Yeah. So that's a big headline in, in the news today about the Dalai Lama and his creepiness. So, Oh, my God. It, it's, I mean, every corner you turn, it don't matter which religion, which uh, community, whichever group, it's just, it's out there everywhere. And it's just getting worse and worse. And it's just, it's sickening. Oh. You know, I don't care if you're gay or bi or trans. That's you. That don't, that don't necessarily affect me and my life. 
you right. know, the reason why people are getting so upset, like you said, is when it's getting pushed down your throat 24 seven involving your kids. That's the big thing. You got to leave the kids alone. That's yeah, that's so that's the big thing. And what people don't realize, too, if you haven't talked to anybody who's transitioned and now trying to detransition, I learned a lot in the last couple of months. I had no idea that these puberty blockers for trans kids are literally shortening their life expectancies and creating liver failure and kidney failure in the future um, and all kinds of different health risks for later. They don't tell them that. Uh, the agenda of speaking to kids in schools about, I mean, look, there's these books in schools, uh, K through four, that are literally teaching boys how to suck dick. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to be that graphic, but. No, it that, needs to be said. That's literally what is in the book. It's that a guy means- going down on a guy. And then and, also teaching the uh, anal sex. I and mean, anal sex, and even teaching teaching young girls how to finger themselves. It's sickening, and I've seen too where they had a uh, what is it? Children with naked adults. Oh my god! In the on. UK. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Wasn't this called pedophilia and called you know grooming and shit back then? I mean, people would normally be arrested for a sexual act on a child. You know, I, I I don't mean to laugh, but I think of the generation that I came from and I think of my, my parents and my father and, you know, we have these conversations and my dad's like, what? And I said, yeah, this is, you know, this is, he's like, I, I don't think I ever saw my dad naked. I mean, like, my, like I come from a generation where it's like very like, um, my dad was very conservative, like ran from the bathroom to the, to the bedroom and like kept his towel on. And like, we weren't allowed to go into the bathroom. Like, and now we're just straight up. We have a whole panel of children staring at naked adults. Yeah. And like, uh, what was it? Biden's daughter taking a shower with him, you know, all the way up yeah. to nine or 10 or something like that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fucking sickening. I mean, in my family, my mom was more of a hippie, so I've seen her naked before when I was younger. But Same I never with my seen mom. Her. My my dad was uh, ultra conservative, and no, he would never walk around the house. He'd walk around without a sh- with the shirt off, but that was it. Yeah, well, yeah, my dad did that too. Or sometimes he would walk like you know, we'd see him in his wh- whitey tighties and stuff. But that was like you know, that was it. But. I remember when I was a kid, too, you know, my mom, she, you know, when we were little, little, I mean, four years old, you know, she was like, you know, trying to get everything done. And there were times when I was in the shower, but like once it got to the point where you were like eight, nine years old and you were old, that that stopped. Like, I, I think my mom handed my brother over to to my dad while he was in the shower one time. My brother was like an infant. And she's like, here, take your son and wash him off. My dad's like, I'm in a fucking shower. She's like, <laughs> he's one years old. He's not going to remember. And, right. you know, it was like, she's getting ready. He's getting ready. So it was like in, in, a, in a thing like that. But it's just times are so different because sexuality wasn't like that before. And now everything is sexualized. Everything. And 
Again, people like to conflate this. I'm not against pornography. I'm not against adults consenting and doing things. I'm against people pushing it onto children. That's where the difference is. If you're a consenting adult, by all means, boo-boo, do you. But if you got kids involved, now, now we got problems. Yeah, and that's where we need to have the awareness and let people know uh, that's wrong. That's uh, grooming. That's pedophilia. And you can change it to maps all you want to, but a pedophile is still there's a, a pedophile. pedophile. Right. There's a pedophile. A pedophile. Right. There's, you can't, there's no walking around that. That's, it is, that's what it is. I mean, you can take a, a turd and spray paint a yellow or green or whatever, but it's still a fucking turd. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Oh. And I was going to ask you too about, you know, Biden announced as well he's running again for 24, 2024 today. And it's come out that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is uh, going to run against him. So how, how do you think that's going to play out? Well, I think probably Robert F. Kennedy would win. I think they, that something's going to happen to him. Kennedy? I think they. I mean, he's a Kennedy, so, you know, Kennedys are pretty (laughs) known for something bad happening to them when they're either in office or running for an office. I agree. I also think that Kennedy, um, I don't know, there goes that conspiracy thing again. I think that Kennedy has more of a conservative agenda than, than, than everybody else knows. He's what you call the old school liberal. He's kind of like centralized. Um, he leans a little left. He leans a little right. But he does have the American values that you want to see in a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, he speaks up and he speaks out against it. Unless there's another agenda behind it. But from what I've t- been seeing from the guy is... He's pretty strong about his belief in America and, you know, he has a love for the country. So, yeah, well, we'll have to see what happens for sure. Well, let everyone know where they can find you at. Yeah, you can find me on all platforms under conservative ant. And that's where I'm at everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. And you got to do the lip smack for me. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> I love that shit. You're such an amazing influencer and a great person. And I really respect you and everything that you do. And I follow you and watch everything you do. It's, it's great. And I hate for the simple fact that you had to move and get away from the crazies. Yeah. But that kind of, I guess, brings part of the influencer part out that, you know, sometimes you got to deal with crazy ass fucking people. But yeah, I'm glad you and uh, Jimmy are good in a safe place. Got a nice new area. Thank you. So, I would like to have you on the show again some sometime down the road. I would love it. 100% come back. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye bye. Bye. And before I end the show, I also want everyone to go and check out these patriotic businesses and these organizations. So I want you to go to check out Saints and Sinners Hat Company. It's ran by Three Rows. He is making some badass hats. Please go check him out and get you a hat. Also go check out PatriotFishingGear.us. It's ran by Donnie. He has some badass gear as well. He has hats shirts, custom tumblers, and he is also in the process of making rods and reels. 
Also, check out Star Spangled Designs by Amy. She's making some badass patriotic jewelry. And you just go check it out. Go check her out and get you some badass jewelry. Check out these 501c3s. Changeunchained.com. It's ran by Troy and his wife. They actually go out and they hunt down the human traffickers, the child sex traffickers, uh, you name it. They do it and they get the survivors. They bring them back to their burn it down ranch, which has a bunch of tiny homes on this ranch. And go to their merch shop and anything that you buy will help those tiny homes that they are building. Next to be We Want the Names Foundation. It's ran by Jess and Amy, and they do the same thing. They they help give uh, therapy, and they have sessions for people who have suffered from sexual assault, and they help those victims out as well. Then you have One's Purpose. They do the same thing. They hunt down human trafficking, and they help their survivors get them therapy, so please, anything you can do to help these foundations out and these businesses out, I would really appreciate it. And finally, please make sure you're following the show so that you can get your notification of the next episode that I release. I have some big things coming up, so I will be making an announcement. So I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. Have a great one.